Shout out to you. Yes, you. For taking the time to check out the Adjacent Vibe Podcast. Enjoy. Yo, everybody. Welcome to episode seven of the Adjacent Vibe Podcast. I'm Anthony James, and I have a special guest with me today. Um, today I have with me a, a, a good friend of mine. I, I, I think I can say she's a good friend. She's a good <laughs> friend of mine, uh, Miss 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 Rissa. How you doing? I'm doing good. Um, yes, ma'am. And I reached out to you for this particular podcast because similar paths, you know, uh, well, similar views. Uh, I guess you know, if I'm at liberty to say, um, I, I was contacted by another friend of mine who had questions or a question rather on how to deal with your past. And immediately that conversation, I, I, I did what I could, you know, in reference to, hey, well, this is how I deal with my past. So, and I decided to reach out to you because I believe that you would be able to give some great, some, some, some great insight to um, our female listeners on um, a, a way, an avenue rather to deal with, deal with their past. So um, if you don't mind, you know, if you don't mind us talking about that. Um, but first, you know, how are you? You know, how have you been? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing real good. I can't complain. <laughs> yeah, literally the same. Yeah, I'm doing good. I uh, can't complain at all. Okay, so we'll just go ahead and dive right in. So when you, when you hear, or when, if you were to hear the question, if the question was posed to you, hey, Rissa, you know, how do you deal with your past? So what, what's the first thing or what's something that you would, you would take from that question? I think the first thing that comes to my mind when people ask, you know, oh, well, how did you get over your past? I think relationships, even though that's not the only past that you have, um, but I think a lot of times people are asking basically how to get over something. Right. How do I deal with something that happened that I'm not pleased with or that hurt me, and how do I move forward? And, like, I'm not an expert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I would definitely have to say a big part of it is learning from it and then um, – a lot of people tend to think forgive and forget or like have your past, but don't think about it. But I don't mm. think that's actually possible. Right. Cause I think a lot of times certain, as we move forward in life, certain things will trigger our past. And if we haven't dealt with it, it'll stick his head back up. Right. right. And so I don't think it's something we can forget, but I will say our past is kind of like a scar. When we look at it, the scar is still there, but you don't remember the pain anymore from it. And this is, a- and so not going, I'm sorry. And so I just see it more so as something that we have to deal with and we have to deal with in a healthy way, um, but also something that we can get over, whether it's failure in a parent relationship, um, something going on at work, or whether it's a dating relationship. Wow. Yeah. When I first, um, when I first started thinking about it, because immediately it's like, how do you do with your past? And I'm like, whoa, my light started like <laughs> flickering. So I'm like, the past, that's a broad umbrella <laughs> in itself the past and what i want listeners of this episode to take you know to take away from is to understand that the past even the future but in in respects to this podcast the past is a concept you know reality Mm -hmm. reality is now you know we're living for the now granted you know we can't run from our past you know and there's nothing we can necessarily do about it because it happened and it's in the past you know what i'm saying so yeah you can't change at all so one of the things i told her uh, my friend was one you have to understand that there is no right way to deal with your well there's no one way not right way. there's no one way to deal with your past and i told her like how well do you know yourself 
you know, and when I posed that question to her, um, she, I, obviously, like, I know myself pretty well, but I said that because it's like, once I feel, you know, I like you, I'm no expert either, but, you know, me having a pretty, <laughs> a pretty colorful past, <laughs> me having me a, pretty, me a pretty colorful past and looking at where I am now, granted, it's nowhere where I would want to be or the end of where I see myself. Um, I made it here, you know, um, knocking on 28, mm-hmm. I, I made it to where I am by dealing with my past. You know what I'm saying? So I told her, you know, I challenged her to know yourself. And then I think the first step I would say is to, you have to be able to feel it. And being a man, it's like, we're told to suppress these emotions or stop Mm -hmm. crying, toughen up and all of that cliche stuff. I'm sure us nineties babies went through growing up in reference to trying to get over something. But I think our parents couldn't have failed us any, any more in that, in that aspect, telling us to, you know, give up or not necessarily give up, but like not deal with it or stop crying because you have to feel it. You have to understand Mm -hmm. this is what I did or this is what I've been through. You know, rather it was a traumatic experience, a breakup, something, something self-inflicted. You have to feel it and, 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 and understand exactly what it was and then go from there. You know what I'm saying? And see a lot of our parents, hid their past too so i feel like when they had a chance to tell us of their past so we wouldn't make the same mistakes they didn't Mm. and so you hear about stories about cousins and aunts and certain things that they didn't talk about or they didn't bring up but it would have helped you right and so i think even our like you said 90s babies it's a lot of our parents past that they wanted to keep hidden or didn't want to talk about and it's things that's now generationally that's coming up and we're wondering are we the first ones dealing with it or where this you know, what people say is a generational curse, where is it coming from? But a lot of it stems from the past of our parents and their parents and their parents and even down the line. Yeah, I, I, I can agree with that. It's definitely passed down. But where does it stop? You know, you, you're definitely forced to ask yourself, where does it stop? So um, with with feeling it, you know, when it when it when you feel it, OK, I'm hurt. I feel this pain. I'm able to cry. I'm able to get angry. I'm able to whatever emotion that you that that comes with that you're able to feel. And and, and the component I believe that comes after that is once you feel it, you seek. I guess you seek understanding in a bit. It's like okay, well, mm-hmm. why did this happen? You know what I'm saying? I excuse me. I believe that no matter what you go through, you know, someone else out here in the world, the billions of people on this earth, someone else has either went through it going through it or is going to go through it and you're you're not the only Mm -hmm. one at that specific moment going going through that so seek understanding and and me personally when I go through something I'm like all right well um just a quick example I went through a relationship you know um in the past and I felt jealousy in a sense to her you know I guess the the girl at the time Mm -hmm. her interaction with other guys and I'm like okay why am I jealous? And I actually took the liberty to do this myself. Like, why do I feel this way? So I literally went, and this may be funny to some people, but I literally Googled like jealousy. What is it? You know, and I, and I educated myself on what jealousy is. And it's a combination of anger and fear. So I broke that down further. Why am I, why am I angry? But what do I, and also I have to ask myself, what do I have to be afraid of? You know what I'm saying? Um, but once I sought that understanding, um, I guess my next thing would be to, to seek help. And I know you're a component of, you know, helping others reach their full potential. So um, when you're seeking help, like, how would you, how do you think you would, you know, 
I guess, instruct someone to seek help outside of, because, you know, a lot of people in our community, we don't want to seek therapy, you know, so I don't, I, so this one. And we should. Absolutely. We should. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but we definitely don't, but we should. I would definitely have to say that find somebody you trust. I think the very first thing is writing. Writing mm-hmm. is more powerful than we think because it's something about when you write the words and you can see them and it's almost like you can feel them. Mm-hmm. Writing out how you feel, like you knew that you felt jealousy, so you went and looked it up, maybe wrote something down. Mm-hmm. And then finding somebody you can express the emotions to that don't have what people say, like a no skin in the game. They don't have, they're not biased. Mm-hmm. They don't have either way to pull from. I definitely... You know, when you go through breakups or you go through something traumatic with your family or even a loss on the job or um, say a loss of a child or just anything, I don't think always going to your yes person, like a best friend or anything is always the best option because they're going to tell you what's comforting at the time Mm -hmm. and what you want to hear. And so I think what help looks like is going to a non-biased party but that you know has your best interest at heart that's going to give you some real information on how to deal with it. Because sometimes you need mental help. It's not just you need, like, somebody to just tell you, oh, it's going to be okay with time, you'll get over it. No, sometimes you need to really sort out your thoughts and realize where is this coming from? Why why is it hurting me so much? Yeah, you mentioned... Why can't I get over my past? And that's... and Oh, yo, wow. So that is actually... Um, one of my talk points here, like, why can't we sometimes get over some things? And I think it's honestly because we, we're not taking the, the, the proper channels in, 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 in reference to trying to get over it. It's like, I want to get over it. This is bothering me. Why can't I? Or why do I always find myself <laughs> back in this situation? You know what I'm saying? Um, and probably because you're not learning from, not you specifically, right, right, right. but we find ourselves I mean, back in situations because we didn't learn. Learn from. Right? <laughs> But we didn't we didn't learn from the last time. And so I think the healthy way is to say, I feel this way. And then you explain why you feel this way. And you kind of get rid of some the false lies, because a lot of it is like, say, with your ex-girlfriend, you had anger and fear, probably anger and fear of one. She's going to be with somebody else Two, What if she gets happiness or finds happiness in someone else? And I don't go find that. Man. Or it's not better than what I can find. <laughs> and when that anger is fear, for real. And then when you when you can find the false li- the lies, then you can hit them with some truth. It's not just one person out here for me. I know that if one person fails to meet the needs that I have or vice versa, whether it's loyalty, whether it's just y'all being compatible, period, mm-hmm. you know that God has somebody else for you. And yeah. I think that's another piece, spirituality, when it comes to learning to cope with your past because I believe that God helps us accept the things that we can't, we, you know, we just can't, we can't change them. Serenity prayer. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> no. So it really is. Yeah. No, dead on. And you, you mentioned, you mentioned time and something that I wanted, you know. And people hate that word. Time. Pati- be patient. Yeah. Give it some time. Have to, <laughs> Have to be patient. And I, and I think I'm a self- regulator on being able to understand that I don't have all the time in the world, but I have time to figure things out. And I, and I think and I think that can be a slippery slope because people think that there is all the time in the world and they run the risk of, you know, running out of those opportunities. But at the same time, we also want to rush and, and, and be okay and um, try and get over it. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm into poetry and sometimes, and I watched a, well, I read a poem once, well, saw it, he recited it. And 
what he said and what, what stuck to me. And he was like, you know, I've seen this so many times and I was, I forced myself to get over it. But I think this time I put myself together too fast. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, didn't, exactly. Good. He did. I had to give him some snaps there. So finger snaps. It was I like, <laughs> I didn't give myself enough time to get over it. I, I, like I said, I forced myself with what he was saying was I forced That's myself where to baggage come from. And you take it into your next relationship. Yeah. Even if it's not a relationship, you take that yeah. situation and you move forward with it. Or or a lot of things that we relate to is we sweep it under the rug. And when mm-hmm. I hear sweeping it under the rug, I'm thinking about, all right, there's a dirty house, there's a rug. <laughs> We're sweeping dirt under a rug. Eventually, if we continue to sweep things under this rug, I'm going to notice there's a lump. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. going to become to look abnormal. Like something's under there that shouldn't be there. You know? And doing it that way, are we really learning from it and like i just mentioned i said it jokingly but there are some things that i that 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 that's haunted me in a sense i don't want to use the word haunted but there's some things in my in my past that you know i can't necessarily run from and it can be easily looked at as did you really learn from that you know um Mm -hmm. so i i want to i want the listeners to understand that yes you cannot run from your past a lot of us attempt to ignore it that's suppress it. That's one of the worst things that we can do because we end up holding on to that and it comes out at the wrong time. Like we could be having a simple argument, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't deal with my past or something that happened in the past, whether it be with you or someone else. And you say something that triggers me, I'm going to lash out at you. And it's just, it can all go downhill from now. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It's true. Same with the job. If you take the same patterns from the job you left and didn't learn or the job you got fired from and you didn't learn and you take those new patterns to a new job, they didn't fire you for nothing. Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Or if they did, that's very rare. But in this case, they didn't. And so if you take those same patterns into your next job, you're probably going to get the same results. And that's what they say about insanity is doing the same thing over and over but thinking you're going to get a different result. If you keep suppressing it, like you said, sweeping it under the rug, you're eventually going to see a lump. And at that point, sometimes it's even harder now because you have all this dirt that you now have to get that you've accumulated, Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I believe when you do that, when you accumulate so much baggage or so much dirt or so much whatever synonym you want to uh, you, you use, it becomes harder and harder to remove it. You know what I'm saying? It's quick mm-hmm. to put it that my mom used to tell me growing up all the time. Trouble is easy to get into, but hard to get out hard of. Hard to get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and trust me, I know. <laughs> Man, but in addition to feeling it, seeking, you know, that ability to understand, you know, seeking your help, learning from it. One of the biggest things, and I think this would probably be on the downward side of dealing with your past, is being able to forgive. You know, because mm-hmm. without that, without that, you you're holding on to it, you know, and I believe that there are a lot of people out there who felt it, understand it, sought the help. will learn from it so they won't repeat it, but they necessarily didn't forgive, you know, like not only the person or the situation, but themselves, you know, I agree. And I believe when you are forgiving someone, if it's uh, the situation to where it's with someone, quote unquote, you're not forgiving them for for them like they're sleeping good at night if they hadn't came and mm-hmm. you know did that but you gotta forgive them for yourself you yeah have- and forgiveness isn't always just saying that 
I'm let it's not saying I'm letting you know it's okay what you did. It's saying despite what you did, mm. I'm choosing to forgive you so that I can move forward. Because at the end of the day, we're forgiven every day, even when we don't ask for forgiveness. Right. And so it's definitely forgiveness is hard. A lot of people hold on to things for years and years. And you hear stories of people on their deathbed saying, hey, I need to talk to such and such and ask them for forgiveness mm. or I need to, you know. And so it's it's definitely easier said than it is done. But the biggest thing is know that we all mess up. And in the instance, you have to think like, I want forgiveness for my life, even though I probably would never do whatever this person did to me. But we don't know because sometimes we end up doing stuff that we never thought we could do. But my definite, like my motive of forgiving people is that I know I too want to be forgiven. I think I may be a walking um, billboard for that statement you just mentioned. You know, we end up doing something that we thought that we would never do. You know, mm-hmm. and in that situation, I would be able to sit back and be like, okay, Anthony, why did this happen? Why did you allow this to happen? And, and ultimately, what are you going to do about it, bro? Because this isn't you. How are you going to get out of it? You know, so mm-hmm. running back those running back those pillars again that we're using. Once I felt it, understood it, sought the help, attempted to learn from it and, and forgave, you know, myself and those involved. I had to be able to move forward in the right way, because once I was able to forgive myself first, because um, when I speak to anybody, my mentees, um, any of the students that I service, I'm like, okay, how are you going to be able to move forward? And I, and I, and I backtrack that with a question. Who are you responsible for? And it's crazy. And, and, and this is like, a, I guess, a segue. When you're dealing with children <laughs> you, and they get in trouble, you ask them a question. Who are you responsible for? It's am- it amazes me that they know that answer. Mm-hmm. I'm responsible for me. So if you're responsible for you, how did you allow yourself to get into this situation if you knew better? You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's something that I want people to, I guess, take from this conversation that you are in, um, in, indulging in now is that as humans, we are going to make mistakes. You know what I'm saying? We're going to make mistakes and, and we wouldn't be human if, we, if there was no such thing as a, as a mistake because with that comes knowledge. You know, my pastor told me a while back, knowledge speaks, but wisdom listens. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to learn. You're not learning if you're not making no mistakes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's part of it. You know how many times um, I always hear the story about NASA when they tried to put a man on the moon, how many times they got it wrong mm-hmm. and how many times the machines didn't work. But like if they would have stopped, it wouldn't have been this great big story. If they would have just put it together, sent a man, it wouldn't have been you know, such a big deal, but it was a big deal because it took so many failures to get to that success. Wow. No, you're absolutely right. And I do recall they ended up sending a monkey up there once. <laughs> and um, when, when that little poke monkey came back, it, that, was, that wasn't good at all. <laughs> no, for real. Okay, in addition to um, looking, or in addition to like the pillars that I felt was, that I deemed was worthy of a conversation um, I also looked up some stuff online, and one of the things that um, I looked up was similar to what we wrote down was, one, you know, make the decision to let it go. Things don't disappear on their own. Mm-hmm. Um, another one was, you know, express your pain in a healthy manner, which when I think about a healthy manner, you know, a lot of us, we ab- abuse uh, substance, whether it be marijuana, prescription drugs, alcohol, that. What do you think about that? What do you what do you what, what do you have to say about that? So I'm I'm laughing because I tell my students all the time, uh, my high school students, that 
if you see, they always talk about, oh, I got an uncle, or I have an aunt. They're like 35, 40, and still they're alcoholic. They've been there forever. But it started with a problem. Mm-hmm. And when they couldn't deal with their problem, they started drinking. Well, when you stop drinking and you come off your drunk, your drunkenness, you realize the problem is still there. there. So you continue to do it and continue to do it. So now you're 40 with a problem that happened when you're 20 mm. and you still haven't gotten over it. When if you would just take the time and not use the alcohol, then you would be somewhere totally different than you are now. And so I don't I definitely think alcohol and drugs should be like stay away from it while you're dealing with something so tough because you'll think you're okay because you're using the substance but you're really not okay Mm. if you have to depend on that to have a good night to go to sleep it's just not find a healthier way and that healthier way is being able to express it because what you said is learning to deal with it in a healthy way and being okay to say you're hurt sometimes even if a person never apologizes you, I have had to do this. Go to the person and tell them, hey, you hurt me. And um, this is how I feel about it. You never have to apologize, but I just need to let you know that you did hurt me. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people are so oblivious, they don't even know they hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Man, say say that, say that one again. Even, <laughs> say that again. I'm going to say You it. don't even oh. know that they don't even know they offended you or that they hurt you. And so sometimes... You may never get an apology, but I have went to a person and said, hey, I need to let you know and stand up for myself that you hurt me and you hurt me bad. And it felt good to do it. Mm. I felt like a burden had been lifted off of me because when we hold it in, we have these little talks in our head and we keep arguing back and forth on how they were wrong. But we never told them, hey, you hurt me. Mm-hmm. And I think um, as a man, you know, that's something that we struggle with. Um, I think I'm getting better at that. And being able to be like, hey, you hurt me. Because there's some fragile masculinity out here, you know? And, and we think yeah. that, you know, it's not, like I said, you know, as a 90s baby, we was taught it's not okay to cry. Um, yeah. uh, back into that same poet, you know, um, Raphael Casal is his name. So if anybody's listening to this, look up the guy by the name of Raphael Casal, check out his poems, the guy's dope. He uh, mentioned, you know, he's like, yeah, I can't cry, that's something I don't do. And the response was like, yeah, boys don't cry, that's something a man do. You know, and, and being that I am older, it's okay to cry. It's okay. I actually find it attractive if my man comes to me and is able to shed those layers and be that intimate with me. Watch out now. To cry. Watch out now. To cry. What's the limit? Though? What do you think the limit is on that, though? Because you I, you can, you can, may like your man to do that, but if, you, if, if... I don't think there's no limit when it's someone... Because if I'm building a life with you, hopefully that life is leading towards marriage. All right. I'm your partner. We're becoming one. There's no limit to you being able to be your most vulnerable self in front of me. Vulnerability. Got you. Okay. There's no, oh, you a punk. I need a thug. It ain't none of that. It's, I'm your partner, and you need me to see into you right now. You need this intimacy, and I'm going to sit here, and I'm going to accept you, make it a safe space for you to do that, and there we have it. I think you you hit on it as to my my answer was why, but you said make it a safe place, and I think that's important. You know, in in the respects of a relationship, you have to make it safe in order for for a man, I think, to be able to tear those layers away. Because, like I said, we we hurt, we hurt, and shoot, we we have to find avenues to deal with it without. I mean, if we want to be honest, men are actually more sensitive than we are. Absolutely. You know, we, can, we can keep that a secret if y'all we want to. We gotta keep that no secret because I can tell you in a minute. I, my feelings get hurt often. 
I have had in the last couple of years, I've had my feelings hurt <laughs> so bad. But no, it's like, <laughs> but no. So I was able to, I was able to deal with it in a healthy manner, man. And and looking at looking at the man in the mirror now, to be honest, it wasn't the same person I looked at like four, maybe maybe five months ago. You know, when 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 my life really just took a a turn, I thought. But at the end of the day, I was able to look myself in the mirror and tell yourself, bro, this was this wasn't supposed to go this way. However, you made this mistake, learn from it, move forward and build on it, man. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that I wanted to express when you when you deal with your past, when dealing with your past and you've able to when you've learned from it and you've forgiven, you have to build on that. So you don't repeat it. Yes. You know and then you can help somebody else. Let your testimony help somebody else so they won't go through the same thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in addition to the expression in a healthy manner, one one and this one here made me scratch my head a bit because it says stop being a victim and blaming others. And when I thought about it, you know, people, some people's past aren't, you know, relationships or aren't the loss of a job, aren't the loss of someone. It's probably, you know, something traumatic mm-hmm. being touched inappropriately, being mm-hmm. where they're legit, where they're, where they're the legit, the legitimate victim. So it's like, how do you no, you know, as a rape culture, isn't for us. You know, it's out there, but it's it's more so for women. So, like, what do you like? How does that? How does that? When you hear that, like, how does that make you feel? To me, I don't think because what you're saying. I feel like sometimes when people say "stop being the victim," they're acting like you ever had a choice to be one, mm-hmm. and that's not true. I wasn't. I didn't make myself a victim. I became one because a crime happened to me, um, or you know, sexual assault or whatever. But I would say, and what I think people are trying to say is don't let this stop you from being who you were headed to be. Don't let this be a hindrance. Gotcha. And so I think you have to like find a healthy way, like you're saying, and all the other steps to deal with it so you won't move forward as a victim. You will take your life back and you won't move forward into what someone else made you because of what they were going through. Got you. Thank you for clearing it up for me because I was like, I wish I could tell a woman who's come to me and say, hey, I'm trying to get over my past. My past. That's is, like saying, stop being just... black. Dude, I was born this way. I can't. <laughs> 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 like, what? And, and with that, you know, with the um, stop blaming others, I, I want people to know no matter what it is that you go through. And this is, this is, you know, me being as transparent as possible. You know, no matter what it is that you go through, it is not the end. Unless it, unless it kills you, but you still here. You're still breathing God's precious air. So it's not the end. Yes, it may suck. Yes, it may sting. Like myself, and I, and I tell people often, you know, whenever I go through something, I could try and, you know, and a lot, and a lot of people, a lot of us do this. Throughout the day, we, we wear this mask, you know, mm-hmm. I got to be this person. I got to be this person. But whenever you get home and you lay down. The mask those, come off. That mask it's, it's taken off by reality, by the now. And when those four walls start to close in on you, you can't run from your thoughts. I wish I could run from some of my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> I wish I could be like, nah, not today. But at the end of the day, man, all I have is my thoughts. And then, like you said, you know, I, I personally, I have to try and attempt to write it out. You know what I'm saying? Write it out. My notepad, I think most of my space on my phone is full because I, I write a lot of notes. You know, but understand it's not the end. It's not the end all of all. In addition to that, 
um, focusing on the present. You know, I think I mentioned earlier that uh, when you think about it, the past is a concept. Granted, it happened. Mm-hmm. But now, reality, now is all that really matters. Even the future. The future is a concept as well. It's like, all right, well, I'm going to put this together and make this up because mm-hmm. we don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. In the past, we, we know what happened, but it's like we're literally just replaying that. And holding on to it could be very disheartening and, and very unhealthy if, of course, that past is traumatic or if that past is something disheartening. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think every because every situation is different everyone takes a certain amount of time and if you rush it and you don't really try to embrace the present you'll live in it for so long and so I think that's why it's important to take it head on don't try to suppress it as soon as it happens if you got to give yourself a few days to cry before you can write it out do that but go ahead and attack it head on because you won't be able to live because you'll be stuck in your past so yeah, I believe in if it don't kill you, it just gonna make you stronger to keep on going and now to tell your story to the next person when you feel comfortable enough to do so. Because when you think about it, you know, when you wholeheartedly and you're able to step back and think about it, let's say, for example, if it was a relationship, when you think about where you are now, like as I'm sure you've been in relationships, mm-hmm. as have I, and as people that are listening to this, Whatever you was going through, you know, that heartbreak, where you are now, I'm sure you don't necessarily think about it much. Because I would call a relationship I was in, oh, my God, I was, whew, I was no good. I didn't, I didn't <laughs> want that relationship to end. I was hurt. I didn't think I was going. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. But looking back on it now and being able to accept it and, and being able to have had moved on, I was able to think back like, yo, like I was, I was tripping. Mm-hmm. But you can't you can't get to the point to where you you're tripping if you don't give yourself that time and you're not able to go through the channel, the proper mm-hmm. channels of getting over something. No, it's you true. I, mean? I agree. <laughs> you look back and you be like, why was I ever even tripping? And then it's so well, we, funny that we always like, not always, but a lot of people have those moments of glow up after they get rid of that, whatever was in come their on past now. hindering come them. On now. And it's yeah. like, why was I so upset? But I think Sometimes we need that anger. We need that that hurt because it'll almost catapult us into what what's next if we do get over things in a healthy way. Or not get over it. I hate when people say get over it. But mm-hmm. if we deal with it in a healthy way, we do have that glow up. We do have that now refreshed of like, okay, I got a better understanding. I know what not to do. I know what to do. And now let me move forward. Dog, I am a firm component on if it wasn't for bad times we wouldn't know what good times felt for like. real <laughs> you know what i'm saying so like the past granted you know those of y'all that are listening your past may be shady your past may be dark however if you've learned from it if you felt it if you understand it you know what good times feel like because mm-hmm. you don't want to ever feel that way again and it's not to say it won't happen again especially if we're talking about relationships everybody you date not gonna be the person that God has has deemed. Hey, this is for you, or mm-hmm. this person's for you. So you're gonna you're gonna go through similar things, but the dark, the deep dark crevices of whatever it was that you experienced. Once you get out of that, like I said, you 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 feel the bad. That good time is coming, man, and and you be, you're able to appreciate it a lot more. Yes. I think that smile is a lot different 
that fake smile and that genuine smile is a whole lot different. And people can even, people can even notice it. And I think Mm. one of the things that give you even more joy is having that spiritual relationship, having that relationship with uh, Christ, because honestly, that's when you begin to take yourself out of it and realize it's not about you. Because a lot of times when we are hurt by other people, it's rarely about us and more so about what's going on inside and with them. That makes sense. And so when you understand who you are and you get connected, I wouldn't say it speeds it up, but it definitely helps you find joy way faster, even in the midst of the pain. And there's no substitute for joy. Mm-mm, not at you know all. What I'm saying? There's no substitute for it whatsoever. So, Miss Miss Clarissa, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Miss Rissa B, as as I call you, um, I, I, I'm, we're about to wrap this thing up here, but I really want you to take a minute to speak to your sisters out there, you know, because this question was actually proposed by a female, and you know, immediately after you, I'm gonna talk to my brothers out there, but talk to your sisters now and. If they're going through something right now in re- in respects of dealing with their past and they came to you, what would you, how would you advise them? Hey, girl, it's going to be okay. Let's move forward. Ooh, okay. So one, I would allow them to speak on the hurt. I would allow them to get it out. Tell me what's going on. Tell me where it hurts and why it's hurting. And then I help them divide the truth from the lies. Because a lot of that is when you keep having the lies like, say it's a relationship. Oh, girl, he going to find somebody better than you. Well, I have already defended that when anybody ever tells me that. Because, like, women think, oh, I put so much into him and now another woman going to get it. No, she not because he's still there. Mm. <laughs> you you put it in him. So, no, he, no, no he's not. Another woman is not going to get it because he's still there. He's still the same person. Right. You were removed out of the situation. So definitely dividing the truths from the lies and understanding who they are and rebuilding them back up, encouraging them to go after something. I know for me, um, I wrote a book and I wrote a book at a time where I had just had a breakup and mm. it was almost like I poured myself into a dream I had. Cause if I'm going to take all this energy instead of crying in the bed every night, which I did do that some nights too, <laughs> oh, um, I'm sorry. I wrote a book. I said, you know what, I'm going to take all my passion that I have and I'm going to give it towards something good because the enemy, he's not going to get he's not going to get the testimony out of this. I am. I'm going to come out bigger and better than this. So definitely pointing them towards a dream that they have or a goal. And that's what you see a lot of women do when they start getting snatched, getting in the gym and whatever it is. And this is even sometimes. With a job loss, how can you be a better person? So I'm lifting her up and saying, what do you really want to do? How can you be a better employee? What the, What does your appearance look like? So it's really attacking whatever the situation is and encouraging them out of it and telling them the truth about who they are to bring them into the present and a better okay. future. Okay, Miss Clarissa, author of Just Too Young. I feel <laughs> you. <laughs> But I'm going to give you a minute to um, expound on your book so that people can know, you know, where to pick that up. But to my brothers out there, again, I am no expert. I, I, I have a, like I said, very colorful past. But what has helped me up until now is to understand that I'm not perfect by any means in every sense of not perfect. Every sense of those two words, I, I am not that, you know, and I also know that I am not my past. So know that you're not your past, but in order to get over it or to get through it, because you're not necessarily going to get over it. It's going to make you a better person, 
But in order to get through it, you know, you have to understand that you, you're not alone. You have a community out here of brothers that either have been through what you've been through or going through or going to, as I mentioned earlier, but understand that it's not the end all of all, you know what I'm saying? And that life will go on and life will go on in the manner in which you want it to go. You know what I'm saying? You're the master of your faith, the captain of your soul. I'm not going to, I'm not going to recite Invictus for y'all out there, but um, you have to be able to build yourself up in the manner in which you want to go. You know, you can allow your past to either haunt or help you. You know, that choice is definitely up to you, but things are in place for you to be able to press forward and overcome. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, the past is indeed a concept and all that matters is now because we can't get to our future without the now. You know what I'm saying? So you learn from it, you move forward to get to where you want to be. You know what I'm saying? Nicely said. Nicely said, my brother. (laughs) (laughs) So I definitely hope you guys that are listening are able to or was able to get something out of this and I hope it helps you know that's what the adjacent vibe podcast that's what it's all about being able to understand our flaws go through these said flaws and be able to move forward in the, in the right way with each other you know because nobody there's no I in team but people there's a me that don't count but <laughs> <laughs> we have to be able to move forward man so Miss Clarissa just too young so go ahead and um, shameless plug here go ahead and let the people know what what we working with? Okay, I'm be very quick. So, the book is for high school students for their journey through high school, but it actually to me is really good for college students too. So, if you have some students or a brother, sister, cousin going into college, it's perfect for them, and it's basically helping them deal with their journey throughout those four years, whether it's in high school or in college. And it talks about love. It talks about forgiveness. <laughs> um, it talks about how to choose your friends because that's huge wherever you're going you need the right people with you and so it basically touches on all the bases and it gives that hope and it gives that advice that I wish I would have got and I know a lot of my friends and a lot of people I know would have got and it's very healthy because I think a lot of times we give information based off what we learn and it's not always the healthiest when it came from the 80s or 90s and so Mm -hmm. um (laughs) And so it definitely will help them with that. And you can get it on www.just2, the number two, young.com, or you can get the Kindle version on Amazon. That's what's up. That's what's up. So again, y'all, that was just two, the number two, young, um, dot com, right? Yep. Just to young.com? For sure. For sure. Miss Clarissa, I thank you. I thank you, thank you, thank you for one, being a friend, you know, and, and, and for being someone that I could see you actually doing God's work, Aww, you know, thank for, you, for, brother. The, for the avenue <laughs> that you're on, you know what I'm saying? Thank you. You, you. you are doing your job, so thank you. You know, if you ain't heard it enough, the Adjacent Vibe Foundation, man, we definitely thank you for the work that you're doing. Thank you. Same uh, to you. Yes, ma'am. And so as always, this is the Adjacent Vibe Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony James. Y'all be cool. Wait, before you go, be sure to check out www.adjacentvibes.com. There you can keep up with the foundation and the community events. Also, you can purchase a shirt. Proceeds from a t-shirt collection do go back into funding our community events. So, again, it's www.adjacentvibes.com.